Hello and welcome to Empowered Podcast with Michael and Marilyn. I am Michael Abney. And I am Marilyn Egan. And we are on episode 11, 1 1. Yes. Oh, fun number. That just hit me. <laughs> yes. And we're talking about manifesting on 1 1. <laughs> that's kind of interesting. I just intended that we would hear something brand new, and there we, we already did it in like one second. That's powerful manifesting. Yes. It's like instantaneous. It is. Well, Exactly. That's um, how it's working now. <laughs> it is. And that was the whole point. That's why I wanted to talk about this today. I've I've been fascinated with manifesting and the, the thought that we're able to create on reality for years. Like probably um, the first the first thing that really hit with me was studying Abraham. Um, do you know about like what was your experience with Abraham Hicks? Yes, I'm, I'm trying to remember when I started listening to Abraham Hicks, um, but I, I just was fascinated with everything they said. I, and it took me a while to really absorb it. Like I would listen and then re-listen and re-listen, and then all of a sudden it clicked, and it just all made sense. Then I'm like, well, they're talking about the same thing with every subject, but they were just approaching it with different subject matter every time, but doing it the same way. But at the beginning, I would listen to it too. Like oh, I, I started when again. there was, I'm dating myself, but cassette tapes, <laughs> you know, they used to come yes. on cassette tapes. Yes. Um, and I, they would deliver like one a week to your house. Mm -hmm. This was before the internet. And I forgot even who, who turned me on to it. In my mind, I made up that it was my friend Aaron Joy, but I, it may not be Aaron Joy, but... It was somebody in my life that I yeah. loved and trusted. Actually, it could have been Aaron Joy because I didn't know her at that time. Um, but studying it, like, I would get the tapes. I was really attracted to it. Didn't know why. I would listen to it, and it's like it would take me into a completely different universe. I would hear her voice, or their voice, and because um, Abraham is a channeled message that comes through um, a lady by the name of Esther Hicks. And that information, when I would listen to it in my car, or listen to it in my house, or on my Walkman, yes, <laughs> um, I would be in bliss. I was like, this, I know this. Yes. This is easy. I know mm -hmm. how to do this. The second that I would turn that off, the old world would just go like right back into play. Like I couldn't even remember what I had just listened to until I listened to it again, and it was it was like, Black and white, off and on. Like, it was no, I couldn't retain it. That was probably for about maybe two years I'd listened to that yeah. before it started to sort of gel, and I would think about it when I wasn't listening to it. Did... Yes. Well, like I said, in the beginning, I'd listened to it over and over and had to get it, it had to make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I can't even tell you how many times I would listen to the same tape and rewind to try and get it to, I was trying to make it make sense and put it into a list or memorize it. And that's really not how it works. <laughs> then when it finally clicked, it was more conceptual and then it was just easy. Yeah. It was easy. But yeah, I was that way for a long time. It just didn't... Um, gel yeah for I mean, probably a couple years also 
And then I found it to come so natural, I would share it with other people and they'd say, oh, this just doesn't make sense to me. And I'm like, oh, it's easy. <laughs> I've kind of forgotten how I made it hard in the beginning also, so. Yeah. Well, it was so different and out of the box. And I'm sure, like looking back, it, it was clashing with a lot of old belief systems. That's why it yes. felt like that. But um, it just kept, I couldn't stop and um, I somehow ended up with um, a, a law of attraction coach. I do remember this distinctly. Her name was Dory and she was in San Francisco. And um, she invited me to an event in to see them mm -hmm. in San Antonio, which they actually have had house there. Um, she was married to uh, Jerry Hicks, who transitioned several years ago. But mm -hmm. at the time they had this beautiful ranch that was outside of san antonio and we were at the events listened to them when i when i saw them live when i heard her like everything in me just woke up like you are full on i mean that's the first time i've ever been in the presence of a room with it was so powerful so magnetic it literally rewired me oh nice and i don't know how it happened but we got invited to go back to the ranch after the, the seminar in San Antonio, because that's where it was at. Yeah. We went there, and I remember, like, wow, I'm in, it was this, um, the house was incredible. It was designed by an Abraham follower that was an architect from Japan, if my memory serves. But it was real, like, it was um, like a V, the house. So it was just, it was all done I guess in an Asian sort of style. So there was rooms and there was just a long hallway down one wing of it and one hallway that was all glass, but the rooms were off, off of it. Like you just walked in the bedroom. It was sectioned off like that. Oh, and fun. it had an incredible energy and everything looked out to this, this nature, um, all the, the landscaping and stuff that, that, that had been done that just made this house seamless into the, into the landscape. And have you ever heard her talk about the owls, the little book she does for the, yes. the Sarah books? Yeah. Okay, there was a real tree house there, and that's where that Oh, that was that's real. where that came from. Yeah. Okay. So I yes. just got to hang out. There must have been 50, 60 of us there that were just hanging out with Abraham that day. We got to see the monster bus and, like, where the house toured. <laughs> it was really, like, one of those yeah. magical days that you would just never, ever dream happening, but it did. Looking back, I still don't know how the hell that happened, but it well, just... Well, maybe you manifested it? It was unconscious. Okay. <laughs> but I did love him so much that, like, yes. it was at that point in my life, it was like, wow, I have to I have to just keep doing this, keep sharing this. And I cannot tell you how many people that have come up to me and said, you changed my life by telling me about... Because I used to do hair. Yes. And I would tell my clients about it all the, all the time, time because they would sit down and bring me in their problems and I would like here I'm gonna give you this CD and just listen to this in your car and it was just like you know or, yes yeah a lot and it's just been that way forever and ever and ever and now like seeing you them all over YouTube and everybody that I know now loves it they hear it easily it's just all like opened up but the whole thing about Abraham is is feeling it. Yes. And then the feeling of it is what the universe, go, the, the signal that goes out into the universe and will produce more events, people, places, 
and events that when you experience them will make you feel the same way as you felt before. Right. And that's right. the whole mm -hmm. how to get yourself into the feeling place, which is how things actually manifest. But the point of our conversation today is how that you, there was a delay. Yeah. Or we were in, <clears throat> I don't even know the mechanics of it, but something about the duality of the 3D dimension that we all used to live in that's fading away very, very, very quickly. The manifestations actually are now are, are instantaneous. Faster, yeah. yes. Um, the breadcrumbs show up really, really quickly. Yes, they do. And they do. that just, that passion that was inside of me for, for, for doing that, for understanding it and to teach it to other people was probably my life. That's probably my life's calling mm -hmm. <laughs> on some level. Yes, yeah. What is your, like, how did you over time integrate that into how you heal people, help people? Oh, it's huge. It's huge in the healing world because it's, um, it's about seeing it, feeling it, knowing it when I'm working. I mean, if I didn't have that belief system, then how could this work work as energy, as an energy worker? And then also helping my clients to see that it can work that way. So, and now I'm seeing it to be really easy in distance work. And um, that's even more fun. Yeah. Well, you see it work with distance that work. That concept of no matter if you think you're doing it or not, you're always manifesting. Yes. <laughs> it's never turned off. It's, it's not, not something that, oh, I'm going to try this. No, you're doing it 24 7. Yeah. And the stuff that's showing up outside that you may not like. Is really yes, or things we're manifesting yeah. too. Absolutely, yes. we don't want to look at that at the beginning, but that's the key. One of the keys out of it. Yes. Was that, and when you said that, it kind of flashed <laughs> into my head. Do you remember the secret when the secret came out? Yes, I do. The first one. Mm -hmm. Okay, Esther was in the first one. She was in the first one. She was, and that's yeah, the, the first one. One hundred thousand copies. You still yes. have a copy of that? I do. Save it. It's I will. Or something. Yeah. Um, but I won't go into the story about how she was not right. in the rest of them. But like that was, she was in that one. And I remember being a part of that. She announced that that was happening at that event. And we knew, I started following it and it launched on the internet in Australia was whatever time it was here. But in where I was at, at that time zone was like two o'clock in the morning. And I remember waking up and watching that, like the very <laughs> second that that came live, I was watching that on the internet and it was the most fascinating thing. It was the first time that some sort of like high production media was reflecting back these amazing concepts, these amazing ideas that we really weren't taught when we were growing up. Yes. And it was like, yes, this is happening. It was like, it was the first time it was like the flag planted on the moon. Like this, yeah. is, this is real, this is happening. <laughs> yeah. And I'll never ever forget like the feeling of, yes, we've arrived. And that was, God, that was back in 2008. Yeah, I was gonna say that yeah. was still several years ago. 10 years ago. Yeah, now I didn't watch it as quick as you did. I, I wasn't aware that it was coming on at two o'clock in the morning our time. <laughs> <laughs> However, I did get in on that early. I do remember that I was early because I do have the one with Esther in it. And frankly, she's the one I resonated with most of, of all of that. And, and part of the rest of that 
movie felt a little confusing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it that's was when, about money and like right. toys and things. And it was about envisioning exactly what you wanted, you know, like whether it was a car or money or whatever. And I didn't see it that way. I saw it by going with the feeling and um, and then knowing that if you manifested that feeling, then the physical piece didn't matter. And also it limited you yeah. where it could you could be manifesting something much bigger um, if you don't attach it to the such specifics. Does that yeah. make sense? I'd... In no way, shape, or form am I making her wrong. That was not my intent for her no. even bringing that up. Because no, no, no. at that time, that was she's that still was an amazing thing. It was, it, it was. But I just remember being a little bit confused and had to. I had to really go back and and think about it to get clarity within me. Yeah. About it because I already had an idea of what I thought before I watched it. So I think that was just me and my experience. Well, it was mine too at the, you know, when I watched it, you know, I probably watched it like 10 or 15 yeah. times, but, <laughs> and then time happens, you know, yeah. space happens. And then it was like, okay, which is like us in life, mm-hmm. you know, something will happen. It's great. And then that's not great six months from now. Right. It's because our, our now is always changing. Right. Our, and what, what served us 10 minutes ago may not be serving us now. Exactly, and that's how precise and and point you know our point for today is is being in that now. What works for mm-hmm. us now, but not based off of something that from the past. Right. What is it right now? Now, um, the universal principles are still the same, though. Yes, they are. And they don't change. They are. Which brings me to like the next phase of um, the manifesting stories that I, that just yeah. came to me. Um, I wanted to share about. Um, Charles Hanau yes and the master key system mm-hmm. um, I was my um, I had a friend Tori Tori Michaels um, if she's listening thank you <laughs> she gave me one of the original texts she had it in her mm-hmm. in a box of books in her house and I was attracted to it one day and was talking about the secret and it just kind of came out and she shared this book with me and the, um, I still have it to this day, and it was this guy, Charles Hanel, that wrote this book called The Master Key System. It was written in 1913 or something like that. Um, and it was a 24-part series about the master key to learning how to manifest. Totally different than, than the Esther material, but I was attracted to it like no tomorrow, and I started studying him and realized that he was born in St. Louis, died in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, I've, over my lifetime, I've had different individuals that are not living that have come to me very powerfully through visions or knowingness and the voice is so loud and it's just like somebody sitting there. One day I was on my way to work and I had just picked up um, I guess it had probably been maybe about a year that I'd started, you know, I read it. The first time you read it and you start to, you just can't literally grasp all of it. There's just no way. It's something that's a lifelong practice. Um, but on the way to work, um, I had clients all day. It was raining. I'll never forget it. 
and I started having this feeling of he wanted me to go to his grave site, which was in um, Calvary up by Belfont Neighbors. And that's a really, really big cemetery. <laughs> and I'm like, it's raining. I'm not doing this today. And like, the more I got to like 270, because 270 is where I would have turned to, to go up there, um, it just kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And I mean, literally, I went past 270, but I didn't make it to the next exit, which is Mason Road. I called to work and I said, I've got something that came up and I have to cancel some people. I have to run an errand. So I turned around and I literally it was raining and I went there and I just showed up. There's a little um, um, little building at, that's got a curator or something in there, but basically the records to where people are, are buried oh, in Calvary. Okay. And I go in and I ask, like, I'm trying to find this gravesite. She looks at me so funny. She's like, well, honey, I don't have any markers from, I don't have any records from that, that far back. I don't know where that's at. Like, she didn't know where it was at. So I walk out to it. It's still raining. And I was like, Charles, I made it here. I'm standing here. I do not know where your grave's at. I don't know what else to do. And I just, like, somebody just took my shoulder and turned me around. And I saw this tree. And it was not very far from the little building at the entrance. And I walked over there right next to the tree. There it stood. It had Charles Hanel on it, and it had his birth date and death date and all of his family members underneath it. And oh. that changed um, my world. Yeah. That, that I knew that he was directing me some way to use this information somehow, mm -hmm. some way. I never known really what to do with it as far as like teaching people because it's, um, it's something that somebody's really got to want to it's right. not, it has to be yeah. a passion for you to want to go to that granular level of how that, that's manifested. Mm -hmm. But that day, coming back out of there, and then I, I went to the, the lady that I just spoken to, and I said, well, if you ever, anybody ever comes and asks again, it's right over there, there by that tree. And I said, <laughs> why are all of these um, people here? And she's like, oh, over there. And then she did find some the history of that plot. Back then, they would buy this big plot, but they would put their whole family in it. Oh, Did wow. you know that? No, I yeah. didn't know that. And apparently, most of his family passed away of um, like some sort of fever or something prior to him. So he was, mm -hmm. he was alone whenever he died. And he was the last one to go in. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's still like that whole experience. And I haven't really studied it or looked at that book for a really long time but the last couple of months I picked it back up and I've started to see that in a completely different light about how that is really training our our bodies and minds to get into that space to where we actually can access mm -hmm. how to literally visualize and feel our way into whatever it is that we desire in life Yes, and, it's beautiful. And that's, you know, that's the basis of, I mean, stuff like that, if that happened in my life, that happened for a reason. And my ability to understand that in my own life, how to manifest things, mm -hmm. also I believe is some sort of, of gift that I have that I know not everybody holds. And even though I can see it in the world, I can see it around people, you can't go 
you know, if you were working in my real estate office, <laughs> I couldn't go and say, hey, Marilyn, you're really not manifesting these listings. You got to go blah, blah, blah. You, don't, yeah. you can't <laughs> do that. <laughs> right. Because they right. don't have the 20-year prefix to have yes. that ability to understand. Right. But now, I believe that we are we are inching towards yes. where that is possible. Yes. What's your thoughts on that? Yes, I do believe that is true. Um, actually, have you heard of Christine Day? Yeah. She she channels Pleiadian energy. Yes. And um, I go to her class every year in Minnesota because it's always a really high vibration, uplifting experience. And she was saying, well, you know, here we are, all of us light workers and energy workers who are been on this path. We've been doing our work. We've been clearing stuff. We've been opening up energy doorways. And you wonder about the rest of the people who are not on this path. She says, well, pretty soon the vibration is going to be high enough that they're just going to wake up and go, oh, I get it now. And I thought, wow. And at first we're like, really? <laughs> and we're like, no, we are. I'm grateful to be on this journey and to be a pioneer in this journey. However, how beautiful is that, that the vibration is going to rise enough that people can just suddenly wake up and say, oh, I get it. And then they can manifest just like you. Without having to have Right, without going through the whole journey. But that's okay. That wasn't how they were supposed to do it. They were supposed to hold spaces in the other parts of our world. And we were the ones who went on this journey. And frankly, I'm loving my journey right now. So I'm embracing every, every side of it. But well, isn't that Well, that brings fun? up that little, I want to talk about that just a little bit, about okay. that feeling. <laughs> Of, yes. Well, damn, I did all the work, <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah. I know exactly where you're, that vibration of, yes, I did the work. It's okay that you can manifest without having to go through all of that. Yes. I get it. Mm -hmm. I 100% get it. But um, <laughs> I can totally see how at the blood, the first blush of that, it's like, um, no, you need to start at the, <laughs> at the back of the line. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's kind of like, like it is for a lot of other industries. Um, I know that when, what, like Taylor Swift first started having so much fast success, that there were a lot of other musicians going, well, she hasn't, um, she hasn't done the work paid her dues. yet. She hasn't paid, paid her, her dues. dues. So how come it's so easy for her? And and I even see that in my own family. My my youngest daughter seems to manifest whatever she wants very, very easily. Well, she was born in a time when that kind of came into her naturally. Not that the others don't have the ability, they do. But it's easier for her. Well, it's the kids that are born, they're three or four years old and they know how to use electronics right. without being taught. It's the same yeah. premise. It's the same premise, right? Yeah. Right. So it's she like was born in. at a time when they were natural manifestors. <laughs> and that's just what's happening. So, but it's really interesting because, uh, you know, it took me a long time to learn how to manifest, and that's quite all right. I'm still fine tuning. Still fine tuning. Well, growth is unlimited, too. Yeah. I believe growth is unlimited no matter what. So even those who do wake up 
one day and say, oh, I get it now, then they're just going to continue to grow too and um, still have some of that experience of um, the journey. Did you ever experience fear when you were manifesting? Like when you said, okay, I'm going mm, for this. Yeah. And then the fear set in. And then the fear set in and then it kind of took away from. Well, it'll kill it. Yeah. <laughs> I've read the master key maybe five or six times cover to cover yeah. and multiple workbooks and different things that are, you know, mm -hmm. out there. And um, <laughs> the <laughs> thing that I read the other day that I, it, it flew out of the page and just hit me right between the eyes. And it was the antidote for fear is courage. Yeah. You can't yeah. have fear when you're being right. courage. Yeah. And, that's very cool. And courage leads to the faith, the belief, and then that's the when it that's happens. the pathway to yeah. the manifesting of, of it. Yeah. Well, you know, we And getting talked, to the feeling part. Right. Getting to the feeling part. Um, well, you know, we told the story about the peace place and how it manifested, which I'll tell a little bit more about that again, yeah, if that's absolutely. all right. Um, actually, it was in our energy circle with our fearless leader, Pat Jordan. And um, we just sat there and she, she says, I see, I see you want like a little house. I said, I do. I, I want a little house that I can have my office in. I want woods around it. I, um, I just want to have a different energy than, than I've ever had before for my work. I feel like I'm really ready to move forward with my work. So, you know, we went through a little process and worked on manifesting this and boom, it starts to show up. So number one, I was, I was driving to my other office every day down this route and I would always turn left to go to my other office. Well, I started hearing turn right, turn right. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to turn right. I don't have time for that today. I did it for like three weeks. Then finally one day I'm like, okay, okay, I'll turn right. I turned right. Number one, I saw a for sale sign. And at this point I wasn't clear if I was going to be renting or buying. I'm like, oh, oh no, I'm going to have to buy. <laughs> and, then, before I even pulled up and saw the house, I saw the backyard, which is the magic of the Peace Place, or part of the magic of the Peace Place, because it's spread into the house now. And then I knew. I knew this was going to be it. And I thought, what did I delay this for three weeks for? Well, then I found out the price went down $50,000 for the asking price in that three weeks time period. Or it might not have happened so so it and it continued to work and then you worked with me the day after I looked looked at it I ran into you you said would you like help I'm like yes thank you so everything fell beautifully about that I had you in our energy circle I had Caroline who was the mortgage person she was also in our energy <laughs> circle my project manager um, was a client of my my best friend who's an energy worker so he got the energy piece everybody involved had a piece of this energy and understood it so it was really really amazing and um, then I had a few people later as I completed this you know six months down the road they said 
Oh, I remember you describing this place to me like several years ago. Yeah. I said, oh, I did, didn't I? But s several years before, I let fear get in the way. Oh, I can't afford that. Oh, how am I going to do that? How am I going to make that work? I just don't think that's going to work for me. And it did stop it or it delayed it <clears throat> until I could approach this without all of that fear. And then that's when it manifests. Yeah. <clears throat> now it's fabulous. Because you were courageous. <laughs> yes. You took a step. Yes. Yeah. But I was also surrounded with people who helped me feel courageous. And that makes a difference, too, who you are surrounded with at the yeah. time. Yeah. So. Well, it's multifaceted. It's uh, not just one thing. Um, I do believe the underlying principles are, are the same. You know, like yes. life is always giving you contrast to help yes. you clarify what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. I also believe that you can actually consciously create what you want yes. without having the, without having to have the contrast be so painful. Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and actually that, that's going to be one of our next, uh, our next um, podcast is we're yes, going to be doing that with 2019. So I'm ready. excited about that. Absolutely. Um, but as far as like how it is for us right now, like in the world and having all of this, we came through the roots, the weeds of it, you know, when it was, there was so much resistance in yes. the collective, in the world. Mm -hmm. And now through the magic of whatever is happening out there, that's cracking and falling away. And it's much more open. People are able to talk about it without sort of interfering with any, you know. Yeah. Um, I believe, you know, for for me, or in dealing with classes and teaching people, I noticed in the past that it, it sort of interfered with um, the religious beliefs that they kind of grew up with. Yes. And that was a. I don't see that anymore. I don't see that as much anymore either as being a problem. No. Um, yeah. I, I see that there's more of a delineation between religious beliefs and spirituality. Yeah. And a lot of people can understand that. A distinction. Yeah. And I think that makes a difference. So So what is, what would be a takeaway for, um, say, maybe somebody that's been doing it for a while and it's just kind of went off the radar screen, life took over, getting them out of that routine of every day to get excited about creating again like yeah like a fresh start yeah yeah i would Thanks say late. just just open up again and um think about something you want to create in your life and how that would feel for you and just go from there i mean it can happen that quickly and easily but think about how you want to feel with this vision that you have that you want to create and you can start simple or small or you can you never know you can start big and it may happen big Ever how it's say, supposed to be. yeah but just have an open mind have an open mind that it can move really quickly now and i would just say um take some time just to stop and breathe breathe and check in mm -hmm. what what area is working? What area is not working? What could be a little bit better? Or uh, sometimes the slightest little movement or adjustment can cause an avalanche of transformation. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
And I say that we can do it consciously and we don't have to wait till the big bad wolf comes and um, <laughs> scares us into it or yes, from a place of desperation. Yeah. It can be from that place of inspiration. Yes, and know that it easily. can be easy. Absolutely. Just as easy. Well, share with us. I hope you guys have enjoyed our conversation today. And um, if you have any questions or confusion, something you wanted more clarity on, please feel free to um, leave us a comment or direct message us. We're happy to help any way that we can. I'll post some links on this one to uh, the Master Key System and, and some Abrahams. Um, and um, if you guys need anything, we are here to help. Uh, Marilyn, do you have any closing thoughts? I think you covered it, Michael. Just be open-minded and please feel free to ask any questions that you have. Yeah, because the question to always, have to say. the question is always the thing that shifts. Yes. Yeah. So, thank you. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.